Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Rachel. And welcome to Peachy Patriots. <laughs> we were joking before this about how we're never in sync with that. And once again, I don't think we were. But anyway, today's a super special bonus episode with Remzo. Now, we've been on his show a couple of times, and we were like, why don't we invite him to ours? So here we are. Um, if you have not listened to our previous episodes with him, they're pretty funny. Our last one, what did, I don't even remember what we like set out to talk about because they always just go kind of all over the place, but that's what makes them That's so a exciting. good way of describing it. It's true. I mean, I just remember last one we talked about zebras because zebras were on the run. They and still then are. Well, I mean, one of them's dead, but like some of them might still be out there. I thought last time we talked about the Christmas movie, the Hallmark Christmas movies. That, too. that was it. <laughs> I just remember the Hallmark um, did COVID. Yeah. So. Anyways, Remzo, do you want to introduce yourself? Thank you for coming on to our podcast. <laughs> oh, no, it's I'm I'm super happy to do this. You know, most guys actually pay money online for women to give them this much like direct attention. And I have two <laughs> beautiful women with me for like an hour and I didn't have to pay for it. And nothing's going to get weird even after I mentioned that. So this is not sponsored <laughs> by OnlyFans. But yeah, I'm, I'm Remzo Martinez. I'm I'm the host of On the Run with Remzo W. Martinez every Monday and Thursday. I also host another show called the Second Print Comics Podcast because my social life is essentially non-existent. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's great to be here. We I, I always have fun when you two come on. We've uh, we've done like a handful of episodes over the past year. And I always anticipate that we're going to have a good, very serious conversation about the one topic I propose. And the next thing you know, it, it turns into just like uh, 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 an episode of the Howard Stern Show. We don't know what, what direction it's going, but it always works out well. So I'm happy to be on the other side of this for a change. We're so excited to have you and for taking time out of your super busy schedule with your social life and all the podcasts. So. You see, this is wrong because prior to recording, I just told you I had like a mountain of dishes that needed to be cleaned and that's going to be the rest of my Sunday. So, you know, social life shall be sacrificed for laundry and everything else. <laughs> Adult things hard. But um, yeah, we wanted, you've shared, you know, over the times that we've had episodes together, a variety of, you know, date stories, you know, getting a little too frisky while watching God's Not Dead. And we were like, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up. It's not so much worse when you say it like that. (laughs) I mean, I'm not sharing the details. It just, it was, the name of the movie is just what makes it funniest, you know? (laughs) Women get angry when you take them to go see a Christian film on your first date. They're just like so excited for a man of God that they're like, all right, I'm ready to tie the knot. (laughs) Things, Things escalate pretty fast. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, we just, we wanted to share like funny date stories because Valentine's Day is coming up. So no matter where you are this Valentine's Day, if you're cuffed, if you're single, if you're just kind of floating around, I think you can still get a good laugh out of these um, funny date stories. So who wants to um, start off? Megan. Me? Yes. I think... I feel like I've shared this before on the podcast, possibly, but this isn't totally like a date story, but it was like the first thing that popped in my head when I was trying to think of some earlier, but there was one, t- so I have like a dark sense of humor and there was a season of my life where that included, you know, maybe one too many like suicide jokes, but they were jokes. Like, you know, I, if anyone has like serious mental health problems, like go seek help, like, you know, do not want to offend anyone here. But, now I feel obligated um, to make a suicide joke. <laughs> but is my story making you want to die or uh, <laughs> I didn't even have to say anything for it to happen way, way to start off the Valentine's Day episode Megan we're really starting off on a strong note <laughs> people people who go ahead and tweet I'm my own date this Valentine's Day hashtag singles awareness day should jump off a cliff like why do you have to make a, a, a holiday created by the, the amazing people at Hallmark all about you. It's like saying, <laughs> listen, I know it's Hanukkah, but let's celebrate non-Hanukkah Awareness Day. It's like, good job. You're taking something else away from the Jews. <laughs> like they hadn't had enough. 
such a good point. I'd never thought of it like that. Yeah, it's like when people say Merry Christmas to someone who is clearly Jewish or whatever, or you're like in a kosher deli and you're like, Merry Christmas. Like, that's kind of rude. <laughs> Anyways, go on, Megan. Um, <laughs> no, about I, your insensitive jokes. Yeah, um, the funny part was so this guy, he kind of just stopped talking to me. And I was like, what happened? You know, like, I, I thought we really had something good. And of course, you know, months later, he wanted me back, as they all do. They always come back. And so you gotta do the snap when you say that. <laughs> I mean, just, they always come back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, you know, I was like, yeah, why we like stop talking before? He was like, honestly, you made too many suicide jokes, and I was scared you were actually suicidal. <laughs> and I was like, I wasn't. But also, it's like I feel like even if I had been, like I feel like your solution shouldn't be ghosting me, like. You know what I mean? Like, well, also, I would just like to add because I knew this individual and I had met this individual's father. <laughs> it just fought, we were talking about, um, you know, like movies back in the day. And he was like, we were talking about Top Gun. And I've never seen Top Gun, but like I know about it and like I understand the references, but I've never seen it. And he was like, yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen Top Gun, you might as well kill yourself. <laughs> this was this man's father. And then this man's going to tell Megan that she makes too many jokes about whatever. I'm like, your father basically told me to kill myself, but whatever. Was he a male feminist? No. I would say no. I don't think he cared enough about women to be a feminist. No, that's a really good point, actually. <laughs> no shade, you know, good guy, I think, but... You know, I just, I thought it was funny, like. It's just, like, know, ironic. I for all the like. reasons to, like, end something, like, I don't know, I, I just thought that was a funny one. Because you, you never, like, talked to me, like, hey, like, are you guys good? Like, are you good? You seem kind of sad. That was never how he approached the situation. He was just like, oh, I'm scared. Like, I'm just going to ghost her, you know? Wait, I have a question about this. When you made these jokes, did he seem amused? Like, did he laugh? No, but it was oh. all, they were all over Snapchat though. And he was like the worst responder anyway. So it's like, I didn't know if he, like, I didn't realize it was the jokes. I thought he was just ignoring me. Were you two actually We were just like a flame. We were like talking, oh. but it's like, we lived really far apart. So it like was more serious sort of because of that, but then also not, you know, but is what it is <laughs> you hate to see it you hate to see it well unfortunately for him you and i are both still around so <laughs> okay from so what's your funny date story <laughs> i had hopefully um, it's lighter <laughs> oh um, i i had to jump between a few of them I, I i may bring up one i've told you to like before in the past but i don't think i've told you about this one so I, uh, I I went on a few dates with this um, girl who was on the softball team at the first school at the first college I went to, and it was around the time that we were we were getting ready to graduate. So you know that's immediately when everyone is like, I'm gonna go ahead and just YOLO my last couple days of school before graduation. So at, at this point, like me and her had been kind of talking, but it was more like we we were just a little into each other. So like we had we had gone out a couple of times. And uh, long story short, like a few days before graduation, we were we were together and she was like, um, I should tell you something. And I'm like, OK, I'm actually 29. How old were you? I was 20. Oh, my God. She, I did not like for a minute when she said that to me, I was like, yeah, all right. You're not 29. She's like, no, I'm 29. And then she's like, and I have a son. And um, I'm like, what? He's like, she's like, yeah, I, I live with my parents. And uh, yeah, the, the, the father is a Marine sniper. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, like this, um, that's interesting to know. And she's like, and I think I'm also a lesbian. And I'm like, <laughs> So immediately, like, this is just, like, she's just, like, spewing this on me. So I'm, like, I don't know where this is going. And then when she threw that part at me, I'm, like, uh, so she, like, trying to end this. And then she's, like, I really want, like, a positive male figure in my son's <laughs> life. And I don't think I want to go on to school after this. And you've got your shit together. Do you want to get married? And I'm, like, 
No. You have to be kidding, Ramzo. This has to be. I. Oh my gosh. It was. It was a horrifying experience, and <laughs> and that's not like the like this. This goes on for um a couple of years because like I was like, listen, like it's not that I don't want to marry you. It's that I'm. You know, I, I was trying to bullshit my way out of it. I'm like, I have to like find myself and stuff like that. And I also didn't want to marry her. So like, you know, <laughs> after that we stayed friends for a bit. But then, you know, I was like, I wonder how much of this was real. So I went ahead and just did some digging. And at one point she starts like sending me photos of her son. And she's like, you know, my son really needs like a father. And I'm like, he does. And the father ignores him. <laughs> so I don't, I, don't, I don't know what else to say. Like, you know, I'm sorry. Maybe you'll find somebody. Go on iswingbothways.com. Maybe you'll find someone. And um, long story short, like, she ended up cutting her hair to, like, this really short bob. And then about a year after that, she changed her pronouns. And now she's living a life as a man. So she became the father. <laughs> she, beca she became the father. She became the father that her son needed. I have a question. Did she find a woman? to be the mother so like she just became the father and like married another so woman? so here was here was the really screwed up part when me it and her yeah. so remember <laughs> me and this girl had just been kind of like hanging around each other a bit doing stuff for like a couple of weeks and don't <laughs> laugh at me rachel i'm not insinuating anything whatever you think in your mind is probably true but it's probably not either so stop judging <laughs> So long story short, when me and her were like, everyone was looking around like, are Martinez and her like a thing now? She apparently had a girlfriend. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So now I was the homewrecker in the lesbian <laughs> relationship. So apparently, <laughs> apparently, um, this doesn't make me sound good. So th this <laughs> other, this other girl that she was playing softball against at the, at the all girls school across the street uh, was a girl that I had gone on a couple dates with and it, it didn't really end well. She was more into me than I was into her and it just wasn't working out. So when somebody told her that me and this current girl were together, she was like, but how can they be together? She's a lesbian. And then from there, she went ahead and reached out to, I guess her girlfriend or her partner, or whatever it was. And was like, did you know, that your girlfriend is cheating on you with a man. And that apparently like escalated some stuff. So after me and her went two different ways, because I was like, this just went really fast after a couple of weeks. Um, they got together and this is in uh, 2015, 2016. So that was when you could like, le like same sex couples could legally get married. So that they, they got married. And that was around the time that, this girl, you know, softball girl I'd been seeing started looking different and started going by a different name. And everyone is just like, dude, like, what did you do to her? And I'm like, I don't think I did anything to her. She was already on this path. And uh, long story short, they got divorced. <laughs> and uh, she stuck to being a dude. So at the end of the day, um, if you can't find somebody else, fill the other gender role yourself. Be proactive. <laughs> I will say, you know, what I low think is funny and like not to buy into stereotypes, but I feel like you should have been maybe a little more inquisitive about um, getting with like a softball girl because they, you know, there's like a the stereotype <laughs> that all softball players are lesbians. Yeah, I didn't so, think I would get the one. I don't know, man. I just... <laughs> odds just are not in your favor in that situation. Well, I mean, like, the odds are, if you look at any softball team, you're going to find some lesbians there. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't think I was going to play a game of eeny, meeny, miny, mo and end up with the yeah. one. But in my defense, she really put up, put up a good act not pretending to be lesbian because it sure as hell fooled me. That's just so... I will say that story had so many, like, Uno reverse cards just thrown into it. <laughs> Where you think it's gonna go one way, but then it's like, nope, the plot twists. I was, I was a, I was a younger man too. This was like my first year, like you know, go, going and actually like getting the hang of doing army stuff, and I was really macho. So when she was like, "Oh, I'm a lesbian," I'm just like, "Oh, okay, so you're into some weird stuff." All right. It was when she was like, "I have a son, and I'm 29," where I was like. 
I feel like those are things that like I probably should have known first. <laughs> you know, we we could we could get into your other stuff later, but like that that's what really caught me off guard. And I swear, like we were in her we we were in her dorm and that was one thing <laughs> that was not allowed. Um, yeah, so like the whole the whole thing was just like set up for failure. So like um, you know, I'm 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 in her dorm and we're, uh, we're, we're sitting down and as I'm like, so what are you doing after graduation? Because at that point, I guess it became real that like, you know, where's this going? Like what's going on between us? And uh, I thought we were just gonna just split both ways. So when she's like loading all of that on me, I thought, oh, she, we're, it's about to end. So she might as well be honest. But then when she's like, do you wanna get married? Here's the thing, <laughs> here's the really screwed up thing. So she was Texas National Guard and um, in, in the military, when you go uh, when you go active duty, and she was trying to become an active duty soldier at the time, you get a like a basic housing allowance. So based off whether you have dependents or not, you get more money. So what a lot of soldiers will do, and this is across all the branches, the Air Force, Marines, Navy, is two soldiers of the opposite sex will get married, and they will do it purely to get the extra money. So <laughs> when she was like, I have a kid all this other stuff, blah, 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 I'm a lesbian. And then she was like, I really want like a positive male figure for my son and you seem normal. Do you want to get married? Like that was, that was one thing going through my head. I'm like, she's trying to, she's, she's trying to pull a racket here. <laughs> like I, I know exactly what she's doing. So at that point I was like, ah, got, got, got pumped the brakes on that. And it ended like, you know, it didn't end super cleanly, but I tried staying friends with her after that because I, I did genuinely like her as a person. But it, it got to the point where I'm just like, this is th this is like an episode of like, um, you know, to catch a killer where it's like Remzo didn't know what he was getting into. One minute she's a lesbian. The next minute she's a murderer. Where's his body? Let's find out. And I was just like, I got Do you think that she... It wanted to marry do you think it was purely just her getting the bag or do you think that she was interested in marrying you because of like your personality or whatever as awesome as I think I am I don't I absolutely do not believe that it, it was because she genuinely like loved me or anything like it was like it, it was a it, it was an immature relationship we'll, we'll, we'll put it that way like it, it was a relationship where like a lot of stuff was moving really fast. And like, we were, we were a bit more reckless about our behaviors and stuff because we were getting ready to leave. Like I was going back to Virginia. I was going to go work in DC before I went to go to Liberty university. So, you know, she's going back to Texas and we had no plans. And like, we were, we, we, we knew from the very beginning, like this isn't, this isn't like gonna last. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, that, that's just one of those things. Like, could, could we have even made it work long term? No, because <laughs> the intention, like, I'm, I'm just being honest. Like, you know, you know how, like, it was, it was, it was a, there, yeah, there were a lot of red flags from the start. So with all this, I think it just kind of got, like, super heated and super emotional. And she kind of freaked out because she's like, what do I do now? And oh, now I got to go back and raise my kid because it was a two year military college. So, you know, for, for a lot of things, I, I think it just came down to it, it, on her end, she had no clue what she wanted to do. And she was also dealing with just a lot of problems because yeah. not, not only was she confused about obviously this, this other person who happened to be a girl that she was with, that I had no clue about, but, um, <laughs> I, you know, it was, it was then suddenly now she's, she's a dude. And I mean, I just, I, I, I did pray like a year later when somebody told me that like, she's, she's trying to be a dude now. Like, I was just like, like whatever she's dealing with is beyond what I can understand. Like she needs, she needs some help because now it's not just her, it's also her son. And, um, you know, it's just one of those situations where it was like, that was, that was an incredibly short relationship. Um, it, it, you know, I don't even really count it as that. It was just, um, you know, two people just trying to figure out what's going on. And, uh, you know, it was, it, it's funny when I think about it, but like, you know, I, I had, I hadn't dated in high school. I didn't date until college. So suddenly, I mean, look at things from my perspective. 
I'm making a little, I'm making what I thought at the time was a lot of money. Now that I look at it, it was like, I was still broke. Um, I, I was in incredibly good shape. Women were finally taking an interest in me. And I had a couple girlfriends, uh, before that. And I had already made rune of the girls college across the street. So I wasn't allowed back. And, um, <laughs> you know, I was at a point in my life where I'm just like, I can do whatever I want. Like, you know, it's, it's good to be me now. So when that happened, it was one of those moments where it's just like, eh, like this is th- this is this is a bit much. It's like reality check. <laughs> yeah, because you Sounds know, like I, a horror yeah. movie, to be honest, a Hallmark horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Hallmark horror. Yeah. So, like nine years older, secret kid, lesbian in a relationship. She seen because she was a softball player. Lots of other red flags, and then eventually turned into a dude. Just like one of the wildest things ever. That's crazy. Well, you're up, Ratch. Try competing with that. You no, know, I was like, I in general, I was thinking that I'm, I don't really have funny date stories because I don't really go on that many dates, and I feel like it's. I feel like where I live now, like people in the south will ask you out a lot more. And I feel like I get out, asked out a decent amount, but I always just say no because I'm not interested in men. And my choice in men is no men at all. <laughs> kind of trash. So I don't really have a funny story, but I was kind of thinking, I feel like I just have like, they're never that funny, but they're just like ironic or whatever, I guess. Why, why, so, why, do, you, why do you say you're into trashy guys? I'm not into trashy guys, but I feel like I just, it's you funny because I have very high standards. And like Megan knows, like my last boyfriend didn't leave he didn't even come close to any of these standards, but I was still like, I didn't even want to date him. But then he was like, I guess we should date. I'm like, I, okay. I'm like, I don't really want to, but I just said, yeah. And that was on me. Like, that's completely on me. I don't get to put that on anyone. I didn't have to say yes. But um, I was thinking of a date that I went on last summer that I didn't really want to admit was a date. And this was like a, a couple weeks probably before we did our episode on like who pays on the first date and all that. Um, but at the end of it, we were like getting ice cream and he was like we were talking about like really deep things and I don't know why but we were he then starts kind of like questioning me and my religion and I'm non-denominational and I don't even know what he is but he was just like I feel like grilling me on that and I remember at one point he was like um like don't you think that people who have like studied religion for decades and like you know founded all these different um like sex of Christianity would be correct and I was like I mean I get it was just weird I'm like why am I being theologically quizzed and then Megan knows this also once um I guess it wasn't really a date but it kind of was the guy I'm with like we're having whatever conversation is fine but then he's just like you can tell he really just wants to like his mind is not he's not fully there and he's like do you mind if I just check my fantasy football score right now because it was a Sunday <laughs> and it was like no I mean go ahead I didn't mind I mean I guess I couldn't tell him like is that polite that he asked versus just whipping out his phone and doing it or could he have just been like hey I need to go to the bathroom and just check. it's also like fantasy football like is such a quick thing to check I'm like you and it was like the middle of the day. So it's like, even if he was up at that point, he could have flipped it. I don't know. I was just like, um, sure. But I, t- I like vowed to all my friends. I'm like, my like goal for da- my only dating goal at this point in my life is to go on a date with someone and be like, hey, do you mind if I check my fantasy <laughs> score? So like this year, this past season was the first year I did fantasy. I did the worst in my league I literally was ranked last um but I just was like like okay I mean go ahead I'm like I I thought it was funny I'm like only I would get I don't I feel like just remember once I wanted to go me and this guy were like planning this was just in high school and it wasn't even like really a date but we were planning to hang out and I was like oh are you free this day I think he said yeah and then like the day of he's like oh, actually, I can't hang out. I have um, rec league basketball practice. Oh, I remember. It's like, okay. just like, I feel like this is what happens to me. It's like, if they're not even necessarily really funny stories. They're just like so stupid where I'm like, 
Like you're a straight male and you would rather go to rec league basketball practice than hang out with me. Whatever. You would rather pay attention to your stupid fantasy football score than me. But yeah, that's what I mean when I say I pick men who are kind of trash. But. Yeah, you would be super proud of me, Ratch, because my goal was so focused on women. My GPA dropped a whole point. So there's, there's oh my that. Gosh. But uh, no, the, the cell phone thing reminds me like um, – when I started dating my my fiance at Liberty, we were we were in the in, in the dining hall eating, and like at one point we just pulled out our cell phones and mm-hmm. we were just doing other stuff. I mean, we were just we had we had been studying, and like we we walked over and we were just like we're just gonna eat and like chill out for a bit. Mm-hmm. So we're both on our phones, and this dude who looks like the Unabomber Junior walks over, and like this guy, like I'm not I'm not saying like. Well, he kind of looks like a pedophile. <laughs> he's got kind of like the eye that just kind of wanders, and he's always just looking angry. And, you know, you can't tell whether he's like 16 or 30. So he's just kind of like in that <laughs> ugly middle. So he comes <laughs> over to me as, as me and her are sitting down. He's like, hey, you've got this beautiful woman sitting right there, and you're on your cell phone. This is why women hate men. And I just look at him, and I'm thinking, like, okay, Ted Kaczynski, I'm afraid you might stab me as I'm thinking to myself. I'm like, bro, I'm just, I'm just checking something on my phone. He's like, you can't check later? This is when I th- – this is, like, my fiance, when, when she was just my girlfriend at the time, she was so hot in this moment. She stands up and looks at him, and she's like – you, you're just going to come over and cause problems and you don't insinuate that even though I'm on my cell phone, maybe we just don't want to talk. Maybe we're busy. Maybe we've got something wrong. What the hell is wrong with you? Get out of here. And he walks backwards out of the dining room. No. He's, like, he's just like terrified. And I'm just looking at her and like, you know, her hair is like fiery and stuff like that. And she just looks so like awesome and i'm just like i you are so hot right now and um yeah i paid for dinner like the next five nights it was awesome but um, yeah like that was that was one of those moments where it's like you know the, the cell phone thing um i, I see this, i see this a lot with with parents i don't see it as much here in wisconsin but you see it back home in dc you, you have a lot of parents that are on their phones now and i think that for a lot of people like a lot of adults like the cell phone has become like the human pacifier but it's also one of those situations where it was like, and it was before like iPhones were popular. So I had like a switch or something like that when I started dating after high school. Like I, I don't, I don't get what it is with like young guys. Like I started seeing it with like guys around my age, like guys who were like distracted by their phones when they're with this girl who's obviously like out of their league, but must want a free dinner, or else why would they be with him? Because he's a loser. And um, I, I see it with like a lot of younger guys, like guys that are like five, six years younger than me. Because, like, and here's, here's my criticism of guys, like, closer to your age, ladies. They don't date anymore. They hang out. Yeah. They don't, they don't specify what they're doing. They just hope that you're, you're going to take the initiative to define what's happening. And then maybe they'll, you know, maybe it'll progress from there. But uh, it's it's just it's just kind of super weird because I think like the the weird stereotype for men, especially if men were like you know really nice and really flirty and you know trying to like put it on the ritz on like the first date or something, it was always oh this 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 douchebag just wants to sleep with me or something. Now you've got almost like this passive aggressive reverseness of it. It's like these guys who who are with these women on on these first dates. It's almost like they're just ignoring them. I, I was out having a dinner with um with with my uh, friends when I was home for Christmas and we went to this, you know, wing place in town and I saw these two high schoolers that were very obviously on a first date. And, and this girl, cute girl, was really into this guy and she dressed up a lot. Like it was it was a pretty casual restaurant, but like she was really dressing up. And he showed up in like some lacrosse shorts and a hoodie and he's just like on his phone the entire time and oh she's trying gosh. to make conversation with him. And I'm just like poor girl like this is just like this is just embarrassing for everybody now everyone is uncomfortable you should pay for our meals so (laughs) it's just it's just it's just so weird like how 
how how that how that dynamic kind of happens. Did you go out with him on a second date after that, Rachel? Oh yeah, this is the one I ended up dating. Um, so oh, that's your that's fault then. No, I know, I know. I'm a enable- I'm an enabler. I will say, well, a couple things about phones. One, I think, like I've definitely been on my phone at dinner, or like I won't be on it, but like sometimes I'll like check it real quick or whatever. If I'm on dinner with, or like I'm eat, having dinner with someone who I kind of need an out for, because then I'm like, oh, my friend just texted me or whatever. But I think it's rude to be like like on Twitter or something in the middle of a date. Um, and then what you were saying about men being like less, I guess like just putting forth less effort, I think, I don't know, it's like like a hard balance to strike between, like I personally do not like when guys go put too much effort in at first. I guess it depends, right? Like if you're into someone and they put a bunch of effort into it, you're like, oh yeah, I'm so into this. But if you're not and someone's, really trying to put effort in you're just like please stop you're like no because you almost feel bad I don't know at least I I feel like I'm just such an empathetic person where I almost feel bad where I'm like you're putting in effort and I'm not even like really interested but you know what I mean like when it's like they keep the conversation going and they're like let's get dessert after and whatever and you're like I really just don't want to it's almost like you'd rather them just be like okay oh I gotta go hang out with the boys because then you're like god bless but i don't know it just depends though because like if it's someone you're into you would obviously be like hurt but i feel like it can be i i don't and i don't think guys perp they put in less effort because they don't want to come off too strong i think they're just lazy for the most part but i do think that if they put in too much effort then it's also kind of cringy you know what i mean you got to find a good balance in my opinion read the room i feel like and i feel like yeah they're just like oh I'm with this girl whatever like who cares if I pay attention to her or like not, yeah you know and it's just like I know like I feel like there's just not enough like intentionality kind of everyone's just like oh this person's fun to talk to sometimes guess we'll just date even though we have nothing in common and this is clearly doomed you know like yeah. <laughs> like let's just hang out and then inevitably break up you know I, I mean that's kind of yeah I mean that's kind of how it was of me and and softball chick like it was, it, it was a relationship where it was all like, you know, it, I, I, I was not into her for her personality. Like I was just looking really? at her. It's not a, like a really um, stable personality for sure. Oh yeah. Like it will, <laughs> I mean, it depends on which personality you were talking to that day. <laughs> but, but it was one of those things where it was like, you know, as soon as it, you know, it, it, it got to a point where it's like, okay, like what do we do now? that's when you know like and i have to take some blame for like i i put her in that position to wonder like okay what are we doing now and uh you know it was it's just one of those things where it's like i uh i don't i don't don't get it as much I, i i really don't and i think there was a survey that was put out a while ago it was like millennial men are less likely to initiate dates with women than any other generation and I, I just I, I don't I don't know why. I, I really don't. Like I, I could guess some things, but it's uh it, it's like what you mentioned a moment ago. It's like the intention behind it. It's like if I never went out with a with a with a woman who it was not very obvious. Like I wouldn't be like, Do you wanna go on a date with me? But you know, it's like if I'm if I'm asking to take you to dinner or if I'm, you know, verbal cues and all that stuff like if like I'm, I'm gonna make it sound very apparent like you know I'm interested in you and this isn't just you and I go going getting froyo on a Friday or something like you know with, with some guys and I've, I've seen this happen in front of me where you know this guy will just be like oh you want to hang out and, and then she's like oh well can I bring my friends and then he looks down and he's like well no but you know if you want to bring them bring them and it's like if if you like you're just ask if not like you're you're, you're just kind of like wussing out of the situation. And like, you know, I, I was, I was no Casanova when, when I was single or anything like I, you know, I, I, I had my fun because of, you know, how things were at the time, but it, it was one of those situations where it was like, I, I saw too many guys who, you know, they, they could have very easily gotten a yes out of these women, 
just pull out of the situation. And then, you know, there, there, there are too many situations where it's like, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll go to a restaurant and you see this couple who's obviously on first date and it's just bad. Now there's first dates where it's like, listen, there's no chemistry and it's bad. Then there's just like the, the guy sucks and it's bad. And sometimes the women are too. Like, you know, I've seen more than enough occasions and I, I've been on one of these dates where it's like, you think they were super interested. And then when they show up, it's like, oh, you're not getting out of this. Like, like I told you about um, the, the Coast Guard girl I took out on a date. I thought she was really into me, and then it was just like an interrogation for four or five hours and a lot of, uh, like, you know, dinner, dessert, coffee, everything else. And after, like, you know, what was supposed to only be a few hours, during like six hours, it was just driving around and walking around aimlessly. I'm like, I don't know what's, what, what, what this is now. This is just weird because I felt, like, a little taken advantage of at that point. Yeah, I feel like intentionality is really important when dating, like from both sides, like the person who's proposing the date and the person who's going on the date. Like, I kind of think you at least need to know, like going into it, like what you want out of it. And I don't think you necessarily have to verbalize it, but like, like, let's say you're like the, a guy asks a girl on a date and she knows like she's really just not in the mood to date or whatever. I think you can like have a nice dinner, but then just be, like if they ask to keep hanging out, you're like, oh no, I actually have things to do or whatever. Like if you know you don't actually want it to go anywhere versus just, just dragging it on. Cause I do feel like there are so many like situationships that they're just gonna end up in relationships. And I kind of feel like too, it's like people be like, oh, well, I'm not ready for a relationship and I don't have the emotional capacity to like process feelings or whatever right now. So like I'm just gonna like hang out with this person someone always develops feelings someone always you know gets their feelings hurt and it's just like I don't know but I think that's kind of like what you were saying earlier about like maturity and like when you're more immature and you're younger and you're I don't know things are like less serious in your life I feel like you can have like less serious relationships My- but when you're older it's like okay let's just cut to the chase like are we both on the same page you know like like my first girlfriend was and, and i don't know like we stopped talking like after all that but like you know she she's she was a good person and i was uh we we met and um i thought it was just awesome like she's she's this awesome person we click on every level and um you know it was like four or five months and I'm thinking like, can I have a, can I have a future of this woman? Like I really, I, I think I've really fallen for this person. And, and she was giving me no indication that she felt otherwise. So uh, a- after the semester ended and she, she went to that all girls school, uh, a women from that college are bad news. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I was, um, I, I was, I was doing some training at Fort Knox, Kentucky for a second go around and, uh, they took away our phones, and you could write letters to people. So she sent me her address. So I had been writing her letters, like, every other day because, you know, you get some downtime. You don't have a cell phone. You're tired. You don't, you're you not just going to sit around if you're friends in your platoon. So, like, I would write her letters. And I noticed after a few weeks when everyone else was getting letters and packages, I wasn't getting anything. And it wasn't until a few days before graduation we got our cell phones back and I was really excited because I thought, you know, maybe she had texted me something, like a photo, anything, and there was nothing there. So I texted her. I'm like, hey, I got my cell phone back. And she was like, oh, that's nice. Hey, we need to talk. And um, I, immediately I'm like, that's never good. So <laughs> she, she basically, like, she, she dear Johned me over a text message. And, uh, you know, the, the one thing that really hurt was she was like, I just don't, I, I, I just see us going in, in different directions and I, I didn't want to hurt you. And I was just like, well, you chose like the worst way to do it. And, um, you know, after that, uh, I went on a few dates with one of her friends and never spoke to her again. And, um, yeah, it was, a. Uh, I feel like whenever yeah. someone says I didn't want to hurt you, they always pick the option that hurts the other person the most it is always that way yeah yeah that that's Where why like, I was so that's why i was so spiteful after that like, yeah as as I I feel back, like, like you know i i i ended up going on a few dates with one of her friends that i was i was not interested in but i was like i 
like I, I, I wanted to hurt this person yeah. because I wanted, I, I, I felt like she was, she felt completely fine about it. And if I couldn't make her feel bad because of that, I could at least make her feel jealous. But oh I was, I was hoping, well, it was, it was a horrible way to do it. I was at least hoping that maybe, maybe we could get back together. But you know, at, at that point I was like, do I really ever want to be with a person like that? Who was, who was going to hurt me the way that she did. And, and that was a yeah. big, that was a big realization for me because with that being like my first real major relationship, I was like, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm asking myself a lot of questions that I had never asked myself before. And, and it made me more emotionally intelligent about like how my approach to, you know, women was after that and, and everything else. And, um, you know, like it was, it, it, I'm, I'm glad it happened only for the lessons I learned because, you know, it was, it, it was not meant to happen. And, uh, you know, it, it hurt at the time, but like, you know, I had to ask myself questions like, what is my self-worth? Like, why would I want to yeah. go back to somebody who was going to hurt me? Like, am I opening myself up to that again? Like, you know, you're, it, it was one of the few times where it was like, what I wanted is not exactly what this other person wanted. And then it comes down to, should I be a person that wants absolutely what I want or, or should I not? Like that, that's a, that's a very serious question you have to ask yourself. And uh, all of it had been coming at a point where, you know, like I, I, I didn't know what was happening with my life. I just didn't know where I was going. I was just kind of in it for the ride, figuring out things as I went along. But, uh, I mean, that was it, – it sucked. It really sucked. Yeah, you know, I think – You live and you learn. What was I going to say? That made me think of something, but I now, of course, can't think of it. Megan's crying for me. I know. I feel like I feel like I had a funny point. I just can't remember what it was. Oh, it was when you were saying how when they say, "Oh, I, I don't want to hurt you," then they hurt you in the worst way. I feel like that's also such a red flag. Like if you're already with someone, like before the breakup, mm-hmm. and they're like, "I'm just so scared. I'm gonna hurt you." Oh or, yes. I don't want to hurt you. It's like that means you're already plotting to hurt me, and you're like scared of it. You know what I mean? Like. I don't know. I just yeah. like to hear those words. I'm like, okay, bye. Like, I also feel like it's almost trying to like victimize themselves. Like, oh, I didn't want to hurt you. So I'm the real victim because I was the one with the dilemma. And it's like, exactly. I also kind of feel like, because usually in those situations, it's like, they don't want to hurt you. Like it's usually over ending something, right? And they don't want to hurt you because they don't want to end it. But it's like, okay, either way, the other person's going to get hurt. So you can either do it now or later. Mm-hmm. And it's like now might hurt more, but like at least you're ripping the bandaid off. You're giving them their time back. Because I feel like I'm a very like, um, I'm just like a busy person, right? So like I really value my time. So I don't want anyone to waste my time. If they're not into it, that's fine. But let me know. Because otherwise we're both wasting each other's time. Yeah. Versus like, and like for you, that sucked, Remzo, that you're like waiting and you're thinking it's one way. Oh, now I remember what I was going to say. I feel like when something like ends like a relationship or whatever ends when you like I feel like I had to realize this like as I got older it's like you can kind of like miss your ex or miss whatever but it's not like like I had to realize I'm like I'm not actually missing them I'm missing what I thought they were like not who they actually were so it's like oh you can be like oh I want to get back with this person but then you have to think but she ultimately did end up leaving so do I want to be with someone who walked away yeah. versus like oh I have this like ideal picture of someone and like that's who I want to be with and it's like no you want to be with like like what you think they them. yeah like your portrait of them not who they actually are and I think that that takes like a real sign of like maturity and growth to realize like oh no I miss like how I thought we were on or whatever like I got my heart broken when I was a sophomore in college and I remember I was so like sad and I was always like oh I miss my ex or whatever and then like later we like because we were still kind of friends throughout it and like throughout the years we would hang out and I would like see who he actually was and I'm like oh I don't actually miss you like I just missed what I who I thought you were and like you're not that person so I don't actually miss you I just miss like the idea I guess of you like the feeling of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it was, it was also one of those things where it was like, I, I had gone out with a, with a few women and it was a couple of dates and then we're like, you know, it was, it was nice, but we're not, we're not going anywhere. Like those never, th- those never hurt. And they were almost always amicable with, with, with her. It was, it, it, it felt more like, 
it, you know, it felt it felt way more intentional. And what it also showed was that I was just far more into her than she was into me. Yeah. Because, you know, I, 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 I know <laughs> I know too many smart women that divert their entire life their entire lives for like loser dudes. It's like, I know that I got this job working at a bank and I'm going to make six figures, but Johnny wants to be a professional go-kart racer. <laughs> and yeah, he's cheated on me five times, but we got to make it work. And it's just like, you know, like people, people do stupid things. Oh, actually like what? You, you mentioning that I'm, I sent Megan the other day. I saw this article <laughs> so about how, um, six women who make more than, 40% of their household income are three times more likely to be cheated on by their husbands. And it was like this whole thing that they, they were like to have this survey and they were pulling up other stats that ne weren't necessarily like part of the same survey, but were from other um, like research, I guess that they had done where I guess a lot of times it, they said that like if a woman was earning like more than her spouse or maybe not even more but like close to her or whatever like guys couldn't like men could not see a woman's success as like like oh good for you honey I'm so proud it was always like oh that means I'm not doing enough like they would take the woman's success and basically make it their personal failure instead of realizing like those are two independent things. But I just thought that was wild because you would kind of think, and I told Megan, I'm like, oh, I'm screwed because like I'm an engineer. So, you know, I, whatever, I get the bag, I work hard or whatever. But it's like, that kind of sucks where it's almost like if you're working hard, you're like, oh, I want to be like successful professionally. And like, I also want to like have a healthy relationship and all this stuff. But it's almost like, oh, if I work hard professionally, that's going to make some potentially make some man like resent me for being successful I, just, I don't know I just like that's really crazy and I've actually seen too that someone was telling me that the divorce rate is as it goes up is also very correlated with women making more money because like for a while women kind of had to stay with men because they didn't really have jobs or they had much lower paying jobs so they couldn't like survive on their own really um so it's just kind of interesting how like women's independence and success almost like like undermines their personal life kind of yeah and it's like I I feel like what you were saying where how it's like you'll see really successful men with like loser dudes I'm like so I feel like almost like the more successful men they don't even like if that's what they want and they want to be like the head honcho they're not going to go for a really successful woman because then they're going to feel like are competing versus like a like less try hard dude is already not trying hard so he doesn't mm. care you know what I mean like if the girl makes more money because they already aren't trying anyways <laughs> I, I thought it was really funny did you ever see that movie crazy rich Asians mm -hmm, I have remember uh remember the the one the the one lady who's like super wealthy and she's a philanthropist and she's married to a guy who's a former soldier and, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, Astrid. And she, yeah, and she, yeah, Astrid. She discovers that her husband is cheating on her. So when she confronts him, she she actually confronts him from a point of sympathy. Like, listen, you've hurt me, but there has to be a reason. Let's try and work it out. And you know, it's it's bad scripting, bad dialogue. But like, it, it gets to the point where he's like, <laughs> I, I did it because I wanted to feel in charge for once. And I, I've I've sadly i'm friends of guys who have been cheated on and have, have also cheated on their their women like you know they 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 made that intentional choice and they they've all come to regret it but i i've seen different patterns with them and what i've basically seen and this is just a me opinion but if a man was going to cheat on you it was never about anything that you did i think it comes down to them trying to find an excuse oh yeah true yeah just their character it's definitely a personal problem but i just think it's interesting because it wasn't like obviously with studies you can't really see causation you can only see correlation yeah. but i just thought that was interesting that it's like you think that a guy would be like less likely to cheat because it's like i have this like super successful wife and she's you know i have so much to lose but they're actually more likely to i had a friend like, that's so stupid was, yeah I, I had a friend in dc who's on that app hinge 
Uh-huh. And uh, you know, she she's on TV regularly. She's a she's a writer. She's mm-hmm. she's, she's a, she owns her own business. Very successful woman. And uh, she was chatting with this one dude who lived in the area who she matched with. And he said, well, you're, you're around, uh, you know, strong and accomplished men all the time. How do I know you're going to come back to me at the end of the day? And they had never even met. They had yeah. never gone on a date. And he brought that up. And she, you know, she, she blocked him after that because she's like, who's going who's gonna to start off a conversation immediately showing how insecure they are? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like people cheat the most of the time because they're insecure about something. So maybe that's what it is. It's like, if you're already an insecure person and then you're dating someone who makes you feel more insecure, you're just going to cheat because they're already so insecure. And then you feel even more insecure in that relationship. And so, Somebody talked about like, why do men with super good, you know, happy, nice, accomplished, attractive wives, why will mm-hmm. they cheat on them with women who are from a physical point, not as pretty? or not yeah. as accomplished or something. And it has nothing to do with, you know, them like, you know, playing their options. Like, oh, maybe I'll get like a hotter, richer woman or something. Yeah. It, it goes down to like, oh, she needs me more. She respects me more. She wants yeah. me more. And mm-hmm. uh, that that's one of those things. That, that was like, in, you know, like my favorite TV show of all time is Mad Men that used to be on AMC. And mm-hmm. uh, that, that was a thing about the the main character Don Draper because he was a he was a horrible husband an absolutely mm-hmm. horrible husband and he was routinely cheating on his wife with women who were ironically kind of like his wife they were beautiful <laughs> and they were professionally accomplished but what he had a weakness for is you know there's one episode where he got really drunk and he thought he was hooking up with like this this French model or something and when he woke up, it, it turned out to be, uh, you know, a waitress who was not as attractive as the woman that he thought that he went home with. And at first, he's like, oh, this is just a one-night thing. I'm going to leave her and whatever, I'll talk again. But he actually started seeing the, ra- the waitress more often. And it, it was because, you know, he, he felt like he was getting the attention and respect that he wasn't getting from his wife. Mm-hmm. So one of his friends calls him out and he's like, you know, your, your wife is like this and this woman is that. Why, why would you even risk that? And he's like, you don't understand. It's about how it makes me feel in that way. And it's, it was just a very – it's a moment where you're intentionally meant not to like Dawn because now mm-hmm. what you're seeing is you're seeing that Dawn, while he's he looks to be like the the alpha male successful advertising guy stereotype, he's an incredibly weak and susceptible dude, and that's when you're like you know there, he could look right, but there's something wrong with him on the inside. Yeah, it's like I think it's just at that point it's like a power complex of like I need to feel like I'm like the alpha in the relationship or whatever, but. Anyways, I feel like we got really deep on this. I feel like we were like, let's have funny stories. And then we really just delved into the emotional, like, realm of Yeah, I think that was good, though. Yeah, I think it's honestly like what I think at the end of the day that we've all kind of come down to is like, you have to kind of know what you want. And like, like at the end of the day, I feel like any relationship is about honesty. So like honesty and what you want, honesty and like, how you actually perceive the other person like you know don't get their hopes up for nothing kind of thing and I feel like if people were just more honest as things like as their feelings progressed or whatever relationships would generally be healthier so definitely helps yeah I mean it whether they all succeeded or not you know, if, if you're, if you're intentional about the relationship, you're going to have a lot less hurt feelings when it doesn't work out. But it was also one of those things where it's like, and, and this is my criticism of some, you know, Christian dating styles where it's like, you know, I only date for marriage. I, I'm just waiting for the one, like, you know, like ladies have standards, like absolutely have standards and, you know, set up those guardrails and and same goes for guys. But it, it was one of those things where it's like, you know, I put myself out there, I, I, you know, I, I pursued people that I probably shouldn't have and vice versa. And, you know, it was one of the situations where when I did finally meet the woman that I'm going to marry it, you know, I didn't have to go through as much of that. Like, you know, I kind of knew what to pay attention to and I knew what to ask and I knew when to, when to time certain things and don't get me wrong. Like no relationship is easy. We've been together for, for going on seven years now. 
Like, it hasn't been, you know, amazing all the time. But, like, that's it. Because the one thing you also have to accept is that when you're when you're looking at a relationship, and especially when you want to get married and have a life with, with another person, that person is not you. That's a completely other person with mm-hmm. their own dreams, with their own ambitions, with their own fears, and with their own securities, and with their own drawbacks. And, and, you know, I've said this to some of my guy friends who are, like, you know, super picky about women. Like, they will they will find, like, what I consider, like, the perfect woman for them, and then they will self-sabotage the relationship, and then they'll find, like, one little flaw of them. And it's like, listen, man, you don't know whether you really love somebody until you learn something that you don't like about them. Mm. And that's just the thing. You can't be with somebody and not know what you don't like about them. Because what if that thing that you don't like about them is like a real like deal breaker? Like you have to understand that. But then once you discover what you don't like about the other person, then that, that leads to a big question for you. Are you willing to accept it? Because once you've accepted it, you can't point it out as a flaw. You can't, uh, you know, use it to be passive aggressive or to gaslight them. And you certainly can't complain about it when it comes up. You have to accept it. And you have to know that that's what you're getting with the whole person because it's a whole person at the end of the day. And that's what makes relationships so exciting because you get to also live through the life of another person. But, you know, it's also one of those things that makes it difficult. It's trying to figure that out. Yeah, Rachel and I, we technically it was last year we had an episode all about being single, but we like reposted it this year. And that was like one of the biggest points that we made was like, you know, your life when you're single versus when you're in a relationship, like obviously there are differences, like there's someone you're spending time with, but it's like, you shouldn't like drop all aspects of like your personality, like your hobbies, your work goals, whatever, just because you're with another person, like relationships are meant to like build each other up, not, and like have people like compliment each other, not totally like one person becomes just like the other and like vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like what you were saying, Ramza, where it's like, it's a whole other person. I feel like a lot of people are like, let's do half and half and make one. Or even like the whole two become one thing. Like I understand. Yeah, like, I, I always thought that was bullshit. Yeah, I understand. Some like, I guess. Like, the, stuff. Yeah, like I understand like, it's like the spiritual part of that. But I think it is still two separate people. Like you still have to be like, okay with who you are and who they are versus like, we now have to become this one entity because then I feel like you can almost lose yourself. So I think it's important to like, I don't know, be independent, even in a relationship. So like whether you're single or in a relationship, you should still have your own like independence, I think to like a certain degree, of course, but. Yeah. I mean, what, what I think is a, a sign of, couples who you know like I have a lot of friends who got married after college and the one sign I always saw that something bad was going on in the relationship is when one of them had to sacrifice a hobby that they really enjoyed mm-hmm. and then you know because that some that person is being deprived of something that brought them you know personal happiness um it, it came at the expense of that in order to give the other person something that they felt was being taken away from them and it's like you know like don't don't get rid of your hobbies just because somebody really complains about it. Like if they hate mm-hmm. it that much, they could leave. Like that's how it is. Like you you have to set those things up based off your priorities. But you know when yes. when, when I saw that, it's like you know we're, we're this is also why I think that husband you know husband and wife business team husband and wife husband and wife business teams fail. Because like when when they and, and this is another criticism and you know I'm not targeting anyone directly, but as you two know I do podcast consulting and stuff like that. Every couple that has come to me and said that they wanted to start a podcast together didn't do it because they both fell in love with the idea of podcasting. They picked it because that was their way of joint accountability for one another and that they were using it to patch up parts of their marriage that they were too insecure to speak with each other about. Wow. Yeah, I feel like when when they go into businesses together, that's almost the same thing. It's like mm. you, you you have you like you're going you have to live with like every major part of your life together. But, yeah. you know, some things, you know, and I know some very married, some very successful married couples who run a organization or a business together. 
and more power to them. I'm not saying that it's it's like a definitive thing, but the, you know that's one thing I've noticed. Like somebody had to give up something for you to do this thing that you're both pretty fifty fifty on. That's that's not yeah. going to work out well. Go to go to couples therapy if you're going to do that. Yeah, yeah. Save everyone the time and effort. Yeah. Well, Rem, so I think we're probably going to wrap up, but thank you so much for coming on with us. It's I hope always everyone, great to be here with you too. Hope everyone listening got some quality relationship advice from the expert himself. <laughs> if my fiance were here, she'd be laughing maniacally at that statement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, out of the three of us, you're the only one. Tell the real story. <laughs> out of the three of us, you're the only one with a fiance. So I'd say you're the most qualified out of us three, which isn't that much of a group to be qualified out of. But <laughs> it's, 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 it's just because I'm so handsome. I didn't have to work that hard. <laughs> no thank, well, thank you both for, for having me on thank you for your you know love doctor skills okay well where can um people find you if they're interested in listening to your podcast Remzo? you can go ahead and listen to my show on the run on apple stitcher google play wherever you're listening to this show uh you can also go ahead and follow my new instagram account for the show it's otr so otr underscore remzo r-e-m-s-o otr underscore remzo and what i'm going to do for the next couple days is for every person that follows me until the end of february i'm going to follow them back so what's that the pg patriots i think we already follow each other though if we're not we'll fix that yeah and you can um follow us at pg patriots um on instagram we do a lot of fun stuff over there and we'll probably do i don't know we'll probably make some like funny polls or something for valentine's day yeah um, or like have like a question sticker like share your funniest dates yeah exactly so um thanks for tuning in peach out peach out remza would you like to um share a peach out peach out <laughs>